Ding Dongs. Welcome back to The Good Play, a podcast normally about NBC's The Good Place. My name is Brianna, and with me on the line, she's catching men in a junkyard and selling them to Jeff Goldblum. It's my sister, Marissa. Very Mad Max of me. Yes. A little, little tipsy. little tipsy. Yeah, just a little, but I, I make it to my destination eventually. And, and you're whatever face paint is still on point even if you've fallen off yes. of your own ship i look good <laughs> she looks great you look great um so this dun, week dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh my god i sat through that whole opera once did i tell you did i ever tell you, you that? i've heard the story yeah yes it's not a good story <laughs> no it's like five hours long in honor of captain marvel Go listen to our latest episode. Uh, we are revisiting, or, I mean, I'm revisiting this and you are visiting it for the first time. Uh, yeah, I mean, so- I think we can, we should do these episodes until Endgame comes out, right? We take this right into Endgame. Yeah, the end of April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. we're So we're visiting some other Marvel movies. And this week, do we have a theme, a, a, a name for our Marvel theme? Or is it just... I don't know, Marvel Us? I don't know. Okay, cool. I just made it up right now. <laughs> Great. Mwah, chef's kiss. Uh, <laughs> this week we watched Thor Ragnarok, uh, the third of the Thor series starring Chris Hemsworth. Uh, as... I did not see the first two Thor Me movies. neither. <laughs> uh, and directed by Taika Waititi. Who is great. And he, he features in this movie. Yes, he he's the voice of the rock monster, right? Yes. So before we get into our recap and, you know, our discussion about what even is this movie, because <laughs> uh, it's funny, but it's kind of like a Norse mythology fever dream. That's how I would describe it. Yes. A little housekeeping up front. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and at goodplay.cast.rocks. Uh, I think we have some new listeners this week. Uh, I was at a conference last week, which is why we did not record, and... Uh, one of my buddies there hit subscribe in front of me, so I so I hope she's listening. Hello, you're just pandering now. I I am, <laughs> but you can find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, please rate and review us uh, on your podcast app of choice. And also, please follow and like us on Facebook. We have a group called The Good Play. Twitter, we are at The Good Play Pod, and you can send us an email at thegoodplaypod at gmail dot com. Checking the email real quick. Okay, Checking I don't think email. there was anything. Oh, Trifton sent us uh, a, a a brief email about Benedict Cumberbatch, or as he Ooh. calls him, Cucumber Bandersnatch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll talk about it at the very end. It's just a yes. one sentence email, but it's pretty funny. Great. I'm in. I love that name. Okay. So shall we get started with the recap? I don't know how... I was pretty detailed with my notes, but we don't have to be that detailed if you don't I know. would... I think I'd... Well... No, let's let's run through it at as surface a level as we can, although it's going to be tough because there's a lot of plot in this, this movie. It's a long movie, everybody. It was like two hours. A lot of the Marvel movies are really long. Yeah. So I, just for a little bit of background, like I saw this in the theater because uh, I was like having a rough week and I saw it with Kate, obviously, because Kate's like, I'm basically her husband. So she was like, oh, what do you want to see? And I was like, ah. Oh, Kind of had a rough week. I just need something totally silly and entertaining. And so we went to go see this and it was totally silly and entertaining. So <laughs> it delivered. Yeah. It's funny because, I mean, well, I, I kind of want to frame the movie like this before we get into the recap. When it came out, there was a lot of talk. You know, Taika Waititi is a New Zealander mm-hmm. and he is descended from sort of native New Zealanders, yeah. right? Yeah. 
And so there was a lot of talk about how the plot of this movie is sort of a repudiation of colonialism. I can see that, actually. How that if if a society has been completely built on the conquest of other nations, how you nothing can be done for it except to tear it down. I can see that, actually. And I... So that's how I went into the movie with that in mind. I'm not sure that the movie completely backs that up. It's it's a very interesting way to look at it, but in order that in order for that reading to be legitimate, you really have to see Odin in a pretty villainous light, and I'm not sure that the movie gives you that. Mm. I mean, Anthony Hopkins was I haven't seen the other two Thor movies. Right, so, so we're know. just both coming at this with the the least possible <laughs> amount of Thor knowledge. Yeah, so sorry everybody. But like, I mean, so I don't know what Odin has been like in the other movies, but like, I, I his character was so thin in this one. That's true. I just felt like he was collecting a check. So like, it's hard <laughs> to say. I really did. I don't think it's his fault. I mean, he was written out of the movie, right? Like he didn't, he didn't show up like, hello, I'll just take my money now. No, I feel like... Good day, like, governor. I feel like he could have put a little bit more feeling. He was like, your mother, she calls to me. Okay, bye. I gotta yeah, go like, into the West now. By the way, you have a sister. Sorry about that. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of true. Like, I mean, he does say to Thor at one point, like, you're stronger than me. Yes, but what it, what you didn't have was that moment from Black Panther. Right. Where the Black Panther goes and confronts his father and his father being like, yeah, I done messed up. Yeah, right? that's true. That's you true. have that moment in Black Panther, and it's always possible in these movies because it's all supernatural, right? Right. You can have the moment of Thor saying to his father, like, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Did you really? Is all the gold on our world because you went and, like, conquered all these other worlds and, like, melted down their idols and brought them to, like, w- like what? Yeah. But there's never a reckoning like that. Yeah, it, that's it, very It's true. just not addressed at all. That's very true. So the plot of this movie essentially is... Ragnarok. (laughs) The end of days, yeah. The destruction of Asgard. So Asgard is the planet, question mark. Sure. (laughs) It's not, but you look look at it from space, it looks like a a disc with water falling off the edge. So is that a planet? Uh, Are they flat earthers? (laughs) Well, it's not Earth. They're flat Asgardians. (laughs) (laughs) Who is that? Who is that? Neither one of us is going to know this. There's a... There's an NBA player who's a super flatter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> let's let's not go googling that, please. <laughs> Everyone, the Earth is round. I don't. I don't know how to break it to you. So, so Asgard is a planet? Question mark. I don't know if it's actually a planet, but it's it's, it's a kingdom. Where, it's, it's a, a realm, isn't it's it? A, a realm? realm. It's a realm. <laughs> it's a realm where Odin is the king, and he has a. a allegedly two children thor and then loki is adopted as it turns out yeah that's why he looks like a tim burton character because he's adopted yeah uh it's the hottest tim burton character i ever did that's true. <laughs> although edward scissorhands okay let's let's not go, <laughs> let's not go down that I road i mean i agree it's fine <laughs> Wednesday? What's his actual... What is he the god... Actually, what is Odin the actual god of? The heavens or something? I don't know. God My of, Norse mythology is not solid. I think he's the god of war. Really? 
I had a, okay, I had a Norse mythology book that my friend lent me, and it was by Neil Gaiman, and I was really excited about it because I love Neil Gaiman. But every Norse mythology story is basically just like a study in toxic masculinity, so I, I had to Oh, God, no it. kidding. No kidding. I was like, I can't do this. Every goddess is like, maybe you shouldn't do this thing, and all the gods are like, ha, 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 it'll be fine. And then women, like, oh, dip, we caused the end of days. Like, so, yeah, anyway. Did you figure out what Odin is the god of? I think he's the god of... God of... What? Maybe Odin, god of war, is a Norse mythology for smart people. Just keep talking. I'll find it. <laughs> okay, cool. So, it turns out Odin had a firstborn daughter whose name was Hela. I think it's actually Hel in the original mythology. Yeah. And... Odin and Hela conquered the nine realms. It's not clear to me what the nine realms are, but it's fine. Conquered the nine realms and they like were super violent and destructive. And then Odin's like, okay, now that I've done the conquering that I want to do, like now I want to transition into being like a peaceful, peaceful monarch or whatever. And Hela was like, yeah, I don't, not into that. So then he imprisoned her. It's not clear where. And that's sort of the, backstory that you learn through this movie uh the plot of which is that so first thor finds this lava monster who says he's going to cause ragnarok and thor destroys the lava monster and takes the crown and brings it back to asgard to put into his dad's vault so it turns out loki has been uh pretending to be odin for a while on asgard which is pretty funny there's like a little fake, like a play that they're watching about the death of Loki, where Loki's having this very long dramatic death scene, and Loki is played by Matt Damon. Amazing, Paul. So great. And you know they're having this long dramatic death scene, and and then and Thor Which like is comes from ba- Thor: The Dark World. Okay. Yeah. How many times has Loki died or pretended to die or whatever? Like I mean, it happens all the time. He's a trickster god, so he is a, a lot. trickster god. So. Thor figures out pretty quickly that it, Odin is not Odin. Odin is actually Loki. And so then he and Loki go looking for their dad, who is on Earth for some reason. And they appear on Earth in amazing, like, Earth clothes. That I, I was just loved like, that. Oh, my God. <laughs> this whole movie was nothing but eye candy for straight women, quite it's frankly. And I was great. like, I'm, in, I'm into this. Yes. I ain't mad at it. I'll tell yeah. you that. Tom Hiddleston's suit, like... Heck yes. Yes. Heck yes. (laughs) They run into, briefly, Doctor Strange, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, actual American. That accent. I I didn't get as annoyed by it this time for whatever reason. Maybe I'm becoming... He didn't. Maybe I'm becoming numb to it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. They find their dad. Their dad is like... Hey, you have a sister. She's going to destroy everything. Okay, got to go by. And then Sorry he about that. <laughs> And then he... Check, please. He d- dissolves into his component molecules <laughs> and rides away on the wind. <laughs> and Thor is like, hey, Loki, this is your fault. And then they go... Try to go back to Asgard. Wait, uh, how, does, how does Hela find them? She, like, shows up. She, like... Oh, she just shows up she as soon as Odin up. dies. Yeah. Because yeah, he like, says, he's like, my death is the only thing that's keeping her imprisoned. Right. Or, or my life. 
And he's yes. like, so my death will unleash her. And then so he like floats away and then she shows up and she's like, sup. I look like I'm from Tron, so. <laughs> well, no, she, at first she has, like, normal hair, but then every time she pulls her hair back, it turns into a horrible crown of yeah. reaching claws. Yeah. It's Kate Blanchett, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Lock, acting acting Lord, treasure Kate Blanchett. A couple Lord of the Rings people in this movie, so. Yeah, I saw that you wrote that the, the, the guy who is her lackey for a while is yeah. Aomer from Critic, Lord of the Rings. I was like, criminally, wow, yeah. Yeah, criminally underused Carl Urban. I love that guy. Oh, yeah. So she, like, instantly shows up and is like, hey, guys. And they try to fight her. But then Loki, being Loki, is like, no, let's rainbow bridge back to Asgard, which is, of course, their, like, magical transportation system. Yeah. And so Loki's like, hey, I need a rainbow bridge. And Thor's like, no, you idiot, no. But it's too late. The rainbow bridge comes and catches all three of them. And then Hela knocks the two boys out of the rainbow bridge. And she uh, ends up she ends she, up on Asgard. She also um, breaks Thor's hammer. Oh, yeah. That was important. Thank you. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff about this movie that makes me question choices that were made in Infinity War. But we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> so... Hela ends up on Asgard, and she is, of course, crazy, and she slaughters all the soldiers, and she starts to take over, I was going to say the whole planet, but the whole planet seems to be about the size of Cincinnati, so <laughs> not totally clear. Uh, it's like, a, you know, maybe 100,000 people, to, or Asgardians, total, when she gets there or something, and she starts, you know taking over whatever yeah meanwhile thor and loki both end up on this planet called sakar loki of course being loki first of all he gets there first and then he ingratiates himself with the grandmaster who rules the planet who is played by an amazing jeff goldblum just chewing the scenery just oh yeah he's just doing whatever he wants nobody's directing him <laughs> he's no just... i wonder if he was on the set the same day as sam neil who but, oh my no. gosh Right, they had like a little Jurassic Park reunion, but they're they're doing completely different. Like they're probably the sets are probably in different places. But I so wonder if that's not. how they got Sam Neill or something. I don't think Sam Neill is like oh, you can't coerce me into being in a multi million dollar movie. No, I, I just, have I have integrity. No, no, I just mean like, do you think Jeff Goldblum was like, hey, oh, you Sam, get Sam Neill for this? Movie? Yeah, maybe. Huh. So. Thor is the one who kind of crash lands on Sakaar and is immediately, he's he's picked up by, almost picked up by scavengers, but then Tessa Thompson, who we don't learn her character's name until she's scavenger 142 for a while, but she eventually is revealed to be a Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. She kind of comes and takes Thor and sells Thor for an exorbitant amount of money to the Grandmaster so that he can be basically a gladiator in the Grandmaster's gladiatorial games. So Thor is really angry about this, but he can't escape. And Loki is absolutely no help per usual. (laughs) Loki is the Uh, worst in this movie. (laughs) He's really the worst. like Kate's boyfriend. She loves him. (laughs) I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 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 they put Thor into they they get Thor all ready for his first gladiatorial match, you know, and it's going to be like the main match and he goes into the arena. This is I I wish that this scene hadn't been spoiled in the trailer cuz it's a really good scene. Yeah. But this scene is from the trailer where, you know, he's all ready to fight whoever is his you know, co-gladiator, and then it comes out and it's the Hulk. Yeah, and he's like, because... yes! And then he's like, we're friends from work! So do you know the story behind that? 
Behind what? Behind the, the fact that that no, Banner no. is stuck as Hulk? No, behind the line. We're friend. He's a friend oh, from work. No, no, no. So, I thought you were going to be like, let me give you some Age of Ultron backstory. Like, I don't want any Age no, of no. Ultron backstory. So they had a they had a young boy visiting from the Make a Wish Foundation. They had a young boy visiting set that day when they were filming that, and the little boy said he should say he's a friend from work. And so then they put it in the movie. That's a great line. Yeah, I hope that, I hope that kid is doing okay today. Me too. And he's going like, to grow up to be like a comedy writer. Seriously. I mean, there are a lot of really solid uh, comedic beats in this yeah, movie. they improved a lot from oh, what I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taika Waititi is, is a good comedic director, I think. So he just sort mm-hmm. of let people do what they wanted to do. I mean, when you have people like Jeff Goldblum and, I mean, even Chris Hemsworth... I had some that story that he tells about that he tells about Loki turning into a snake and then stabbing him was like really got me. It's really funny. Yes. Um but anyway, so that's the 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 story behind that line which I just I thought that was really sweet. It's a great story. Yeah. So unfortunately, the Hulk uh it's not accessing the other half of his personality very well. Yeah. And so fights Thor anyway. I mean, it feels a little flimsy to me like i'm not sure even the hulk as much of a dullard as he is i don't feel like the hulk actually would fight somebody he knew but okay it it felt a little weird so they have like a really knockdown drag out fight but then ultimately thor has this um controlling chip in his neck much like captain marvel actually yeah has this controlling chip in his neck and he gets kind of like controlled by i guess jeff goldblum has the controller now yeah and i don't think there's one controller i think he can be controlled by a variety of controllers and so thor kind of gets knocked out and taken back to sort of like a uh, a hotel room for the the biggest gladiatorial contenders where he's like meets hulk again and he's like hulk like we're friends and he's like you banner's friend and thor's like no i like you way better like banner's always like blah blah science math blah 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 (laughs) and hulk's like maybe right I like that Hulk and Valkyrie seem to be buds. That made me happy. Yeah, so Valkyrie at some point visits, and, and Hulk and Valkyrie kind of have this, like, thing where she pretends to be able to, like, get him in a headlock, and it's, like, very sweet. Yeah. He's like, hey, she's like, hey, big guy. Yeah. And basically, Thor is just trying to get Hulk to, like, escape with him, go back to Earth, and Hulk's like, no, people on Earth hate Hulk. People here <laughs> love Hulk. And Thor's like... Yeah, I mean, like we, we can't actually stay here. I gotta go. I mean, like you don't have to. You don't have to come with me. I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of like they like uh, sulk at each other quite a bit. And yeah, then, there's uh, a lot of dude bro friends, but they can't actually say their emotion words. Yeah, so they just exactly have to. What it is. <laughs> so they just have to kind of flail they at each throw other, throw things at each other, and insult each other, Insul- and then eventually yep. are like, "I'm sorry, bro." Yep, exactly. So at some point, Thor finds out that the scrapper who sold him is a Valkyrie. Yeah, because Korg... So Korg is Taika Waititi's character, and he's, like, made of rocks. And he's sort of, like, the... He's, like, the warm-up act. And so he tells... He's the one who tells uh, Thor that she's a Valkyrie. Well, he tells her she's Asgardian. 
Oh, that's and right. So Thor is like, you're as guardian, and then he sees a tattoo on her wrist, and he's like, holy guacamole, you're a Valkyrie. Like, and there's a whole thing. He's like, I always wanted to be a Valkyrie, but then I found out they were all women, and then it's like, well, no offense. I mean, it's just. I don't want to be a woman. I like women, though. I like women too much. It's like so, like... Uh, He's like, you, it's about time. I mean, that's, like, you know... That's right. Which is... When did this movie come out? A, f- a couple of years ago? I'm just wondering if it was 2016, 2017. Okay. But it was in production during the election season, so I wonder yeah. if that was like a little nod. Maybe. She's not impressed with his nonsense. No. And she's like, yeah, I left for a reason. Goodbye. Yeah. So Thor does manage to Thor manages to escape with Hulk's help. <laughs> he goes to locking himself in the head. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was great. He throws something heavy at the wall and then it comes back and hits him right in the face. I laughed for a long time. So then he escapes out a window. He goes to the Quinjet, which I was like, uh, the Quinjet belongs to the X-Men. I was watching this with a friend. My yes. friend was like, I think other people also have Quinjets. I was like, mm, do they? Though. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. That's a real question. <laughs> Do other people have I mean, Quinjets? I, <laughs> I mean, Disney owns Fox now, so it doesn't matter, right? Like, all of this is going to be collapsed down into one <sighs> mega franchise. The singularity is coming. Yes, basically. So, you know, Thor gets to the Quinjet, and then Hulk follows him and is, like, smashing everything. because Not on purpose, just because Hulk is Hulk. And he accidentally activates a video from Black Widow saying, like... You know, Bruce, we can't, you know, you're in stealth mode and we can't. We need you to come back. We need you to come back. Like, come back to us. And Hulk, it's very upsetting, actually. It's the the video that she left him when he decided to go off on his own after the second Avengers, I think. After Ultron. Yes. So he takes the jet and leaves and she like is trying to get a hold of him and so that's why she's like hey like we can't track you so like i need you to turn around like she's really worried about him yeah but i'm but i'm saying it's upsetting because hulk sees this and he starts like hitting himself really hard in the head and like smashing his head against the wall of the jet and it's like oh god like something really terrible is going on inside his head and he freaks out for a while and then he is back to being bruce banner aka my husband mark ruffalo <laughs> <laughs> i mean a lot of people's husbands in this movie <laughs> they, or wives look, i mean the, tessa thompson the, i know the mcu is rife with uh with Hotties husbands with and bodies. wives for, yes for everybody so he's back to being my husband mark ruffalo and mark ruffalo is like or i should say bruce banner Bruce Banner's like, Sokovia! Ultron! Ah! And Thor's like, that was two years ago. And Banner's like, are you saying I've been the Hulk for two years? And Thor's like, yeah, I think so. Um, anyway, we gotta get to Asgard because my big sister is destroying the world. So, and Banner's just like, no, what? No! <laughs> I gotta go back to Earth and like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> I'm just a scientist with seven PhDs, which like, what even... Who even has seven PhDs? What, yeah, what even is a what even? Yeah, right. Seriously, like you'd have to be a hundred years old to have seven PhDs. Maybe he did like two at a time. <laughs> two <laughs> at a time. Accelerated program. <laughs> Just you know, nights and weekends. <laughs> so there's a whole thing about how they have to get away, and they get away. Like I mean, 
it, basically Valkyrie and, Valkyrie and Loki both go after Thor and Bruce, but of course Valkyrie joins up with them, and then Loki pretends to join up with them, and then tries to double cross them, but then Thor triple crosses him, or whatever. I mean, like Loki got to be Loki. It's pretty, pretty much. great. There was like because you know Banner has met Loki before. And so he's, of course, because they've been in, you know, other movies together. Because the MCU is like 27 movies long at this <laughs> yeah. point, yes. And he's like, hey, how you doing? Like, last time I saw you, you were like ready to kill all of us. And like, how are you feeling now? And he's like, it varies from moment to moment. So that, yes. <laughs> so when Loki tries, he's basically like has a bargaining chip to try and get him off Sakaar. And he's like, oh, I know how to get to the ships or whatever. Take me with you. And Banner's like, hey, uh, just FYI, <laughs> your brother told me two seconds ago that he was just it's about like, ready to really kill. two seconds ago, legit. <laughs> like, that he was just ready to kill any of us. And then Thor is like, yes, I know. Like, it's, he's like, this has been my whole life. Like, he's totally used to it. He's like, I know, I know. He's like, one time when we were small children, <laughs> he's like, this is the snake story that I love. And he's like, yeah, it just had me rolling. He was like, he was like. He turned into a snake because he knew that I love snakes. And so I picked up the snake to admire it, which is like such a funny thing to say. And then he goes, and he's like, and then he turned back. And I thought he was like, and then he bit me, right? But he goes, then he turned back into Loki and then he stabbed me. (laughs) We were eight. (laughs) So like. So then, like they they triple. Yeah, Do you they think triple adoption advocates have a problem with this movie? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, don't adopt a random boy you find running around because he might stab your biological son at the age of eight. I mean. They just have this very, like... Contentious? Contentious, but also loving relationship. Like, or... Ex- I sh- I, maybe I won't say loving, but accepting relationship. Like, Thor accepts that Loki is gonna Loki. Yes. So... Um, but I, he's, I think know. he's I think he's done feeling betrayed by the fact that a trickster god got a trick, you know. Yeah, I, that's a good. I mean, and and that's evidenced by the fact that he tricks Loki, and he's like, oh, he's like, we're all growing up and moving on, and you're still doing the same thing. Interesting for you. Like, okay, I'm gonna leave you here. Yeah, I think because partially because he knows that Loki will find a way to get out of it. I mean, he always does. So yeah. Except Loki's dead now. I was about to say, he doesn't tell the next movie that gets set up in in this end credit sequence. But we'll get there. Oh, that's the ship. Okay. Yes. Right. So I want to talk about that. Okay. So (laughs) basically, they go back to Asgard, fight, fight, fight. They're just trying to give Heimdall, who is played by, of course, the remarkable Idris Elba. Who also dies in Infinity War. Yeah, sure does. (laughs) They're just trying to give Heimdall enough time to get all of the Asgardian survivors off the planet, which it's not very many people. I mean, they say at the end of the movie, how many people it is? It's like a couple thousand or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all the Asgardians who are left. And we're about to talk... everybody in the army, right? Right. And it doesn't seem like Asgard's a very big place. Yeah. So they're just trying to buy time for her. So they're fighting against Hela... And I just feel so weird saying the word hella out loud. Like, it's like she's hella cool. Like, yes. it's not. No, it's different. So it's one L. So 
they're just trying to buy time for Heimdall to get everybody off the planet. And, you know, it's a punch fest per usual at the yeah. end of MCU movies. It's yeah, punch fest, real. punch fest. Then at one point, Thor realized, oh, at some point, Hela rips out Thor's eye, which is Oof. really super gross. And then no, he thank doesn't you. cover it yeah. for like... <laughs> The it's next a, 30 minutes. It's just a gaping maw like, of socket. Yep. He's like, to- he like doesn't even take a beat. He's like, totally fine. Yes. So the whole movie. Like, oh, gee. Like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really hurt. Are you kidding me with this? <laughs> My eye socket. <laughs> so the whole sort of narrative thrust of Thor's story is sort of him learning to fully use his own powers without the hammer. Yeah. You know, he kind of does this in the arena with Hulk. And then, you know, in this fight against Hela, he he manages to summon an enormous amount of lightning. Out you know, of his he, one he, eye that he still has. <laughs> thank you. We have this moment where he kind of sees Anthony Hopkins, his dead father, Odin, sort of standing in the field where he died. Just being like, you are stronger than I am. And the hammer was never your power. The hammer was just to concentrate your power. And so, like, you don't need it. And so he's like, oh, I am I am my own power. Yay. And he summons all this lightning. But it's, like, not enough to actually defeat Hela. And they're, they, Thor and Hela both draw their power from Asgard. So the, the longer Asgard, the longer she stands on the surface of Asgard, the more powerful she gets. And Thor knows he can't defeat her. So... He tells Loki, basically, go kickstart Ragnarok, which is to take this crown from the monster he defeated at the beginning, put it into the flame of eternal life, and bring Lava Monster back, and he will Ragnarok this place. <laughs> and that's what happens. Ragnarok, like Ragnarok as a verb. Yes. And at one point, they play the immigrant song. <laughs> I've been waiting for <laughs> Well, I come from the land of the essence. No. Ah! <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. Turn down your dials. <laughs> yes. Uh, the waveforms on that one are going to be interesting. <laughs> so they all, they escape Asgard in a big old ship that was brought to them by Loki and the, uh, the and the gladiators who kind of escaped from Sakaar because they enabled the revolution just on their way out the door. Yeah. Valkyrie enables a revolution on her way out the door. And they sail away and they're just like, Asgard is not a place. It's a people. And like all the Asgardians are here. And then, uh, and then they see Thanos' ship and then that's the end of the movie. Yeah, so pretty well massacred. Yeah. So, so, so this is my, I have a couple problems now with infinity war. <laughs> Just narratively, like, so my two major problems are, first of all, from what we saw in Infinity War, Thanos murdered everybody on that ship. Like, almost everybody, yeah. And by the way, those are innocents, mostly women and children. So, mm-hmm. great job, Thanos. Yeah. Really, uh, really killing it, so mm-hmm. to speak. So, that's all of Asgard now. So it's just, it's really hard to watch this movie where they say a hundred times, Asgard's not a place. It's a people and we're saving the people and we're getting the people out. And then literally the next movie, all the people are dead. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. That's really true. That's rough, man. I mean, that, that makes, really that makes that opening of infinity war 
way, way worse than it was. And I wonder if that's sort of what they were counting on. Like, I had straight up forgotten this post credit sequence. And so I, like, at the beginning of Infinity War, had kind of, by that time, had kind of forgotten the destruction that they just went through and what they were escaping. And so, yeah, it is really difficult. Thor hasn't even had a decent night's sleep since he (laughs) defeated that lava monster, like, through all of Infinity War. Seriously. He's like, can I, can somebody just find me like a Casper mattress over here? (laughs) (laughs) Get $50 off your next purchase. (laughs) Text I suck it to... finally does get an eye patch but it takes a while doesn't he get a fake eye in infinity war or am i making that up he might i don't remember go ahead keep talking i'm gonna go no but that's that's really rough actually so i do wonder like because they all died before what meg calls the snapture (laughs) um which is a plus they all died before the snapture so yeah yeah yeah. thor gets a prosthetic eye from uh uh rocket raccoon oh that's right so all the Asgardians died before the snap. So does that mean that they, when Captain Marvel turns back time or whatever she has to <laughs> do, if I could turn, turn back, back time, time. Do, 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 do. if I could find, find a way. way. Ladies and gentlemen, share. <laughs> well, so we have no idea what's actually going to happen in Endgame, right? Like it's, right. it's almost silly to, to sort of try to, Look ahead. You but know, that's is, what Heim- I mean. is Hei- Heimdall gets murdered by Thanos? Loki gets murdered by Thanos? Like, are all those people... And, and a ton of Asgardians, are they really dead? Are they gonna... You know, how far are they gonna turn back time? <laughs> because they obviously are not gonna leave it with half the universe being snapshared. Like... Yeah. Question mark. Nothing but question marks. But I sort of, previous to watching this again, was sort of under the impression of like, oh, well, anybody who died in the snap... That's going to get re-unsnapped, I guess. Like, right. you know. Um, re-unsnapped, yes. <laughs> sure. It's a, I'm sorry. But, like, if you died before the snap, then, like, that's a that's legit, right? But isn't like, Gamora going to be in the next oh, Guardians movie? Right. So, we got a lot of deaths we got to a undo. Lot of, guys, busy, <laughs> busy time. We got a lot of deaths to undo. <laughs> No, it's very true. But I don't know how they're going to do that. I mean, that... Nope. (laughs) Man. Because it does... You know, like, it's really hard to watch a bunch of innocent children be shepherded onto a spaceship to then go be slaughtered. Like, that's not cool, guys. That's really rough. The other thing that was sort of bothersome to me was this entire movie where the plot is, you don't need a hammer, the hammer is inside you, or whatever. And then Thor's (laughs) entire... The friends we made along the way. (laughs) Yes, thank you. And then his whole, Thor's entire plot in Infinity War is, let me go make a better hammer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I mean... mean, (laughs) No, you're not wrong, but I wonder if it's almost like a coping mechanism for him. Well, I don't know about that. I think that there is some belief that the only way for him to defeat Thanos is to you know, have a, have a hammer. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Speaking of songs. 
If I, I had a hammer. This is just the musical episode today. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. So I mean, maybe that's maybe that's it. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, and that whole thing was so weird. I didn't love his plotline in Infinity War. It felt very side questy, right? Yeah, it really was a side quest. You're like, what are you doing on this like weird planet with giant Peter Dinklage and? felt a little not that i ever object to seeing peter dinklage you and i saw the station agent in the theater when it was out yes we did so we never object to seeing peter dinklage it's just like that was an incredibly strange it's an incredibly strange plot line incredibly strange is a great way to (laughs) categorize that yeah and also kind of reminds you of the stakes for thor in defeating defeating Thanos, right? Because he had just gotten his people off of this. Yeah, it's like, been a really long week for Thor. <laughs> yeah. He's like, girl, let me tell you. Man, I, I, Infinity War, or I'm sorry, Endgame, a lot is riding on this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's going to be quite the ride, I think. <laughs> we only have to wait. It's crazy to me how close they are releasing Captain Marvel and Endgame. Like, are they not worried about, like, MCU fatigue? I don't know. Maybe, I guess they're like... I mean, I think part of it... Part of the the trouble I have is that it's just... They just, you know, are are cranking stuff out. It's just a money-making machine. So, I think that leads to some movies like... I have Marvel fatigue when it comes to stuff like, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Which, by the way, may be the next one that we have to do. Because as it turns out, uh, they've pulled most of the MCU from Netflix. Which is Disney making its play for its own... Absolutely. Uh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Which is... They want a- to wet people's appetites for for Endgame, but... They don't. They want to make the minimum amount available on Netflix because they want people to go to their Disney streaming service. Ugh. I know, never going to happen. I don't want a whole other streaming service. Most that's most people's attitudes, right? It's like I already paid for this, that, and the other thing. Like enough already. Yeah, for real. I mean, I might have the original Iron Man on DVD, <laughs> so we could do that too. I think it'd be fun to do Iron Man. I haven't watched it in a really long time. How ironic, Tony. <laughs> yes. I Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Are you? Not Jeff I, was say, I, was to, I was about to say, are you impugning the honor of Jeff Bridges? No, not at all. I mean, I should we talk? Is there anything you want to talk about with this movie? Yeah, this I, movie? I want to talk about. Yes, I want to talk the music. Okay, so there's some really great sort of popular music. I will just take a moment to go, ah, uh-huh. <laughs> again. But then also, you know, there's some music that got composed for this movie by Mark Mothersbaugh. Who that did is... the Rugrats. Yes, right? Millennial. He did the Rugrats. Also, he was in Devo. <laughs> oh, well, that too. <laughs> He's like a very influential uh, musician and composer. Oh, yeah, he did that. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought that his score for this movie was so, so great. You know, it was just this, like, 80s wackadoo nonsense. And I was here for every minute of it. It was great. It was! It was just like, 
what what is this is this a keytar that's playing primary on this like yes yes thank you mark mothersbaugh devo he's like this is my chance to bring the keytar back they do a great job with i mean i thought captain marvel had great music obviously guardians had fantastic fantastic oh you're talking about the music that they licensed but like i don't often notice the score of a movie yeah. yeah I mean, I did certainly in the Captain Marvel post credits where they are showing the uh, Avengers and they kind of play like the Avengers theme. Yeah. There's certainly yeah. a moment of like, oh, I know that. That's the Avengers theme. Right. But by and large, the music that I have noticed in Marvel movies has been the licensed music. And that's true for, you know, it's true for Black Panther, right? I have been listening the heck out of one of the movie, one of the songs from the Black Panther Ooh, soundtrack. Um all the stars is that what it's called that's a great one yeah um i keep thinking that sia is saying all the stars are kosher me too (laughs) (laughs) like not every time but sometimes that's how she pronounces it (laughs) all the stars are kosher and i'm like closer isn't it it's closer and sometimes she says closer but sometimes she says kosher anyway (laughs) so that's, I mean, I don't know if you could call that licensed music exactly, since I think it was written for the for the movie, but you know what I mean. It's like, pop, it's, it's popular pop, music. It's pop, yes, it's pop music that, you know, in, in this movie it was licensed, in some other movies it's been composed for it, but it's by popular artists, as opposed to, like, the score, which is very right. different. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, usually notice the score very much on these movies, but I noticed the heck out of it for this one, and I was like, this is delightful. Oh, neat. Mark Mothersbaugh, like really Mark Mothersbawing it up. <laughs> On the keytar. On the keytar. <laughs> I would just like to have a Tessa Thompson appreciation corner for a hot minute. Absolutely. Because I feel like I'm highly qualified to participate in this since I saw Dear White People again in theaters. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen Dear White People. Oh, she's great in it. I saw Sorry to Bother You. And she is amazing in that. And she's just like a fashion icon. She's got these, she's like a performance artist in the movie. uh, And her name is Detroit. And she's just like fantastic. And she plays Lakeith Stanfield's girlfriend. And she's like, just, she's so super cool. And she's got these earrings that are amazing. And they say, one of them says murder, murder, murder. And the other one says kill, kill, kill. And they're just like gorgeous and enormous what? anyway you, you click on the link that i put in the notes you'll see so she's wonderful in that uh she was played opposite michael b jordan in uh creed uh and she's great in that and there's a part of the movie where he she teaches him the word john which if you are from philly oh my goodness i mean again click on the link and you'll see it if you're from philadelphia you know the word john is like a part of your dna <laughs> So that's really absolutely. Fun. I have brought up Men in Black International before, but I will do it again because she and Chris Hemsworth are teaming up again for they're both in Men in Black International. They're like partnered up for that movie. AKA incredibly attractive people in Woo! their incredibly attractive clothing. Let me tell you something. I have been watching the Men in Black trailer, Men in Black International trailer on a loop, okay? Because <laughs> there is something I think my sexuality is the two of them in those suits. Like, I think if someone was like, mm-hmm. what's your, like, where are you on the Kinsey scale? I'd be like, where is Chris Hemsworth plus Tessa Thompson in black 
suits and like walking into a room authoritatively like that's what i need at this point in my life so like <laughs> they are i mean you should watch the trailer it is they are i've seen it i've seen it i've seen it. it's great so hot they're so hot and then she was also in veronica mars which i haven't seen but cool to know because oh. it has a little Kristen bell connection and the last thing i wanted to bring up for her was that so in the end game trailer carol danvers meets thor and thor's like i like her right like kind of gives her his i approval. like this one i think is what I like he this says one, yeah and everyone was like "Ooh, is there like a possible like romance and the internet was like no you dummies he's trying to get a date for valkyrie right like he's trying to set her up for valkyrie <laughs> so an illustrator that i follow on twitter right so i we we didn't sort of recap this part but yeah at one point loki looks into valkyrie's memory to find the time that hella murdered all the valkyries except for her yeah and it's it's beautiful like the cinematography on that section is so gorgeous and inventive like it looks like a series of classical paintings yeah and you see you know val like the valkyrie that we know we're just calling her valkyrie tessa thompson is sort of like on her way to on her pegasus like about to charge at hella and a woman kind of flies in front of her to protect her from a blast from Hela. And then she sort of dies tragically in front of Tessa Thompson. And I believe, you know, I think we are to believe that they, they were lovers. Yeah. uh, Which is partly why everything is so terrible for Valkyrie. So, so I think, I think we, I think Valkyrie is at least bi and possibly a lesbian. Yeah. Or whatever. What's Asgardian sexuality? I have no idea. (laughs) What is, yeah. What's the, but yeah, so people on the internet, everybody's like, no, you dummies. Like he's trying to get it. He's trying to set her up with Valkyrie. So there's a, an illustrator that I follow that I, she is like, does really beautiful work. And she's also a lesbian herself. And uh, she drew fan art of, carol danvers and valkyrie like together and they're kind of like cuddling together i think one of them's holding ain't no time to cuddle in the end times it's not they are i'm looking at the picture oh so carol is sort of scooping up valkyrie like officer in a gentleman style and they're kind of looking at each other and she posted it online and brie larson was like uh ooh, we cute like at tessa thompson <laughs> and tessa thompson wrote, wrote is like what so cute and so like both of the actresses are like into this which makes me so happy i mean the mcu desperately needs some gay characters so like, yeah can we get them together please it's and it's not like out of the realm of possibility for a although in the comics carol danvers is with um roadie Really? Yeah, and then he dies, and then he's back to life, and it's awkward. I mean, as things are. (laughs) But yes. But it's not, you know, who cares? This is the MCU. Do whatever you want. Yeah, They barely barely follow the comics as is. Yeah. So what do you think of the... Let's talk about this one thing, and then then I'll read the email from Trifton, and then we'll be done. Um, What do you think about this movie as a repudiation of colonialism, allegedly? You know, I can actually kind of see that. That, like, because Hella's whole thing is, like, you papered over your past, right? Like, you, like, mm-hmm. they literally plastered over, or Odin, like, plastered over this mural about their conquests and, like, pa- you know, plastered over it with, like, happy paintings of, like, garden parties and him being benevolent. And so I could actually totally see that. And also there's the whole element of, like, 
capturing people and making them slaves, right? Like Jeff Goldblum at one point, like oh, that's a really interesting. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He has a right hand woman who he's like, she's like, the slaves have escaped or whatever, and he's like, oh, I don't like that word, and she kind of is like. And she says sort of sardonically, the prisoners with jobs have escaped. And so to that, I I could see that as this sort of like, you know, white person who doesn't want to take responsibility for his part in holding people captive. I mean, it's a little like he is literally holding people captive. So uh, he has a different level of responsibility, obviously. But like, so I, I, but I, I could see that in elements of this movie, but I think, and, and it makes sense coming from like a, uh, a director of uh, native Australian descent to kind of like, have I thought it was that. native New Zealand. Sorry. That, yes, you're wrong? right. Native New Zealand. You're correct. You're correct. It makes sense. Like to me that, that, that movie would have, or a movie by that director would kind of have those undertones. It's not as, but I think you're right that like, it's more pronounced in, Black in Panther. Black Panther, because it's also a Black Panther's more about like Earth and human relationships, whereas this is like you can kind of distance yourself a little bit from it because this is all happening in space and like you know Taika Waititi's character is a rock, like a rock monster or whatever. <laughs> so you can kind of rock monster, right? Like you know. Yeah, you know, he's falling apart a little bit, but like he's a and he's like a wisecracking rock, right? Like you're not. <laughs> um, but I I I think that there are definitely. I'm trying to think if there are any other things that kind of. I mean, also this idea of like Valkyrie is like doesn't believe in the monarchy anymore because she basically saw. Well, she says that, but then at the end, when Thor gets on the ship, she says, you're thrown, and she puts him in, like, the captain's seat or whatever. That's right. But I I do think there's a little bit of this, like, cost of war. Like, she's a little bit the character, at least we meet her. She's kind of like a disillusioned veteran, you know, where she's like, the, the... the cost of your conquest of me being loyal to a throne and, and this like ever never ending sort of going after, you know, like the sun never sets on the British empire. Like what did that do to the people who were, you know, actually doing the conquesting? And so that's another potential piece of it. But I think it's just more pronounced in Black Panther. And you're right. Like, Odin is kind of given a pass in this one that I... Yeah, he is. You know, and I wonder... If I'm supposed to read this as, like, down with the colonialism and, and, you know, the bloodstains could never come off their hands, so, like, their Earth had to be destroyed, or their planet had to be destroyed, like, I have a number of problems with that. (laughs) One is that there is never this moment of reckoning of, like, the monarchy was wrong and we should have like a democracy or something <laughs> yeah, and we Thor should still or like we should like repatriate some of the stuff that we stole like it's all just blown up now <laughs> like, right we should, we should repatriate some of the stuff we stole or like we should write a real history or we should like think about what odin like there's none of that right it's just like everything go boom and then also yeah. like it doesn't really sit well with me to say like the only thing you can do with a society founded on colonialism is explode it, right? Because, <laughs> like, there, there are always, right, innocents, you know, innocent children at the very least, yeah. you know, who probably should not have their planet exploded or their country exploded or Robs. whatever. Like, so 
it's like a it's like a bad solution and it's not uh yeah i mean when you put it that way (laughs) and and it's like a bad solution and it never and maybe on a metaphorical level that's what they were going for but they never do the sort of difficult work of maybe tying a few more threads between the metaphor and like the real text yeah so somewhere a peace and justice studies major is like really <laughs> doing a deep dive into this. Cause I think you're right. I mean, I, and I think that <laughs> was I, that what it was called at Syracuse? No, at pace. It was called that. I, 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 I'm trying to remember what it was at Brandeis. It was a guest lecturer there a couple of times in a, in another life um, for a peace and justice studies class. But yeah, like, and I think, I, I also think that it was more effective in Black Panther. Peace, conflict, and coexistence studies there at Brandeis. <laughs> Which is like, could you pick a harder thing to major in, in my opinion? Um, just like, get humans to to completely change our ways. <laughs> um, but I, I also think it's more effective in Black Panther because you have someone from the other side of the conflict giving their point of view. Right. Like after Black Panther came out, there were so many think pieces about like, does Killmonger have a point? Like Killmonger has like, here's his point of view and here's where he's coming from and all that kind of stuff. Whereas Hela is coming at it from the from the perspective of you papered over your history, but because you're ashamed that of this totally awesome stuff we used to do. Exactly. Of this totally awesome stuff we used to do. And I think we should do more of it. And so it's not this idea that like, oh. It's as if Queen Elizabeth had a secret firstborn daughter. Yes. Who springs out of the woodwork (laughs) as soon as she dies to be like, we're going to conquer India again. Again. (laughs) Yeah. What? (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Like, it's so it's not this person saying your way of life caused like real pain for my people. And so and the only realm that we know of from this movie is Earth. Like, you know, when they say there are nine realms, like we are Midgard, that's us. So right. and as far as we can tell, they didn't colonize us and they didn't take anything from us. They just kind of like, I guess, I don't know what in the MCU, I don't know what the actual relationship is between Asgard and Earth. That was a continual confusing thing to me. Yeah, I don't know either. So like... Did they just visit people of Norse, you know, in, in the Norse lands like a thousand years ago or whatever? And we worshipped, we being humans, I suppose, we like yeah. worshipped them. And then they were like, cool, you're worshipping us. Okay, we got to go. Like, they didn't. I'm not sure. I'm not did sure. They t- did they take some of our cooler stuff? Uh, the, did we, we have? Yeah. Did we, we have, have cool stuff at that point? I don't uh, think so. Uh, <laughs> question mark i don't know but that's like to me i think the you it's know a very mild version of colonialism if that's what that was right and and there i don't remember any think pieces about this movie being like you know hella really had a point because that's not <laughs> the point is that she's like unhinged and she's just the goddess of death so she just wreaks, wreaks havoc wherever she goes but yeah, there is no one from any of these other conquests who's coming back and saying like, hey, uh, you know, you actually are the reason why like my civ- civilization like never recovered or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like the reason that we have the systemic issues in, in my 
realm, my like home realm or whatever you want to call it, is that like you guys came and took all of our stuff and and colonized us and then like left us right when when Odin decided to become a benevolent ruler like it wasn't actually benevolent so there really wasn't any of that so I think there are shades of it there are shades of like let's talk a little bit about colonialism but it to me it was much more like Black Panther had moments of levity but like this was much more like just a fun oh it's it's a space adventure yeah much more most of Guardian MCU's style. space, yeah. Most of MCU's space movies seem to be a little bit lighter in tone. Yeah, but I think I think Taika Waititi did a great job. Do you know that? Have you seen what they do in the, what we do in the shadows? No, I've heard good things. Oh but my god, I it's seen. hysterical. The movie or the TV show? So the TV show is coming out, I think. But the oh, okay. the movie is really really funny. It has Jemaine from Play the Concords in it because they're buds. Mm. The other thing from New Zealand. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's it's worth a watch for sure. I think next we have to do Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh. I'm sorry. My husband really liked it. He I only recommended saw the it. first one. So, I mean, so I he like... said it he said it was way better than the first one. Oh, okay. I mean, I Cuz like... we just we, it's Slim Pickens on Netflix right now I and know. I am not paying any money. To, <laughs> MCU does not need my money any more of my money. Yeah, I mean, so I saw the first one. I mean, it does kind of bum me out that they're putting like the sequels. Like Come on, can you give it's us not a little about, bit of? It's not the. It's like it's like which wave of the MCU. You know what I mean? They know, they divide the movies into waves, I'm and like, so it's like only wave three is on Netflix right I'm now. Like, can you give us some dang continuity? Like, I don't want to watch Guardians two without. We're gonna have to watch Guardians two, aren't we? I've already watched Guardians two. I gotta watch it again. Oh, all right. Well, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I guess we're gonna... So I saw the first Ant-Man, but you didn't, right? No, I did not. Okay, so you're gonna miss the origin story <laughs> and go straight to the... Which Speaking means, of husbands, though... I mean, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Is ageless. <laughs> I mean, I anticipate that next week's conversation is going to be... 100% <laughs> about Paul Rudd. Exactly. And how That's okay, it's okay with is. me. That's okay with me. He is... Ugh. So let me just read this email from Tripton yes. real quick. So, every, you know, people thought we were doing Doctor Strange because we had intended to do Doctor Strange. Yeah. And then it turned out Doctor Strange had been pulled off of Netflix. And you, there is no way you could get me to pay for Doctor Strange. It's not happening. So, Trifton sent us an email that says, Oh man, British actor Cucumber Bandersnatch plays a genius who is also kind of a jerk. Totally outside his comfort zone. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So there was a... Do you remember... This is like so random, but do you remember when John Travolta was Oh, Adele Dazeem? Adele Adele Dazeem, yeah. So there there was a... Wait, for people who don't know what we're talking about, uh, John Travolta was at some award ceremony and he was introducing Adina Menzel and he called her Adele Dazeem. He like misread the teleprompter like terribly and called her Adele Dazeem. And so... This was happening around a time where I worked with, like, a really fun team, and we had, like, a team meeting, and and there was a John Travolta name generator where, like, you put your name <laughs> in, and then... So, my name from that was Brogan Cousins, and so, like, my old boss from that job still calls me Brogan Cousins sometimes, but there was a meme from that where, like, at the same awards show, I guess John Travolta was sitting behind... Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and somebody caught like a screenshot of of John Travolta looking at Benedict like kind of with like a 
like a sideways glance, and the meme was, I'm going to kill you, Brenda Dirk Crample Scrunch. <laughs> that was worth it. And Thank I have you. never laughed harder in my life than the first time I read the word the words Brenda Dirk Crample Scrunch. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll watch what we gotta watch for free. Oh my gosh. Until, Do until we even have day. enough movies to get us to. No, we are gonna end up going to the library and getting uh, <laughs> DVD, D- DVD copies. <laughs> I guess we should. Should we watch Infinity War again before? No, we, we already did it. We already know, did an episode on Infinity just, War. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the library. <laughs> Sorry, that's where we're going to end up at the library looking for battered DVD copies of like Captain America the First Adventure or something. <laughs> oh, I mean, prepare yourself. There are also Marvel TV shows if we want to go that direction. Oh, okay, let's not get into that right now. <laughs> okay. Enough already. Enough already. Okay. 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 Until next time. Brianna, you should know that I like you better because the other guys like smash, smash, smash. <laughs> we'll see you next time, Valkyries. <laughs>